Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the information you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. I'm your host, Sam, aka Just Casual. Here I have with me Manny, aka Manster. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, I'm super excited because if you guys been following the preseason interviews and all this kind of stuff, I've been hearing the phrase jungle and support synergy a ton. And some of you might not know what that is. So we wanted to break that down on this episode because I think it's super, super important when it comes to figuring out everyone's rosters and things like that. So let's just jump into it first, talking about what the jungle and support role are. So Manny, which one would you like to talk about first? Um, I'm going to say we should talk about the jungle first because I know a lot of people might be thinking, oh, support isn't that important. So, well... Well, well, we'll leave the best for last, in my opinion. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start with the so let's start with the jungle. Um, as everyone knows, jungle doesn't really have a lane, right? So mm-hmm. they're really in charge of the whole map, right? Uh, as soon as the game starts, they choose where to start. You know, bot, uh, red side, blue side, and with that, that gives them the ability to really go wherever they please, right? Mm-hmm. Get vision. Um, Sometimes early vision is actually very important, and some people don't really realize that because if you know where their jungler is, that gives you more information. So it's kind of like a fighting for vision control early um, in the jungle, mainly in your enemies. Uh, you also handle early skirmishes, which includes ganks, um, you know, or just uh, counter jungling, hunting for the other opponent, depending on your picks. Yep. And I think the most important one uh, that goes throughout like the entire game um, is just a neutral objective control, uh, which goes along as well with vision. But you know, it's making sure that you don't miss smite and you secure dragons and heralds and barons. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting when we say controlling the whole map. The thing is, like, you have territory, right? And whoever is stronger or whoever has the lead controls more of that territory or should control more of that territory because if i am a fed jungler and i run into a jungler that is behind that person's gonna die right oh yeah so they should play safer and i can play more aggressively because they have to concede on the neutral ground or else they will die and give up more (laughs) more of the lead and stuff like that so that's where like having control of the whole map is really, really important. When you have control of the whole map, that means that you can freely go to objectives. You can more easily get ganks and kill enemy laners and get your team more fed. And ganks are a huge thing when everyone kind of starts off. Yes, there's some advantages when you're going at 1v1, but you turn around all those advantages. You turn around disadvantages when you're able to gank and turn it into a 2v1 or a 3v2 in your favor. So that's where the jungler kind of they're roaming everywhere, and they really do control a lot of what happens in the game and who gets the power. Or also, they can give up the power if they screw up, too. So right. the jungle is a very think, uh, difficult role. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think what you said is is just holds so much truth to it, right? Is that, mm-hmm. yeah, you can have a disadvantage in a lane, right? But being in charge mm-hmm. of the map uh, means being kind of like in control of all three lanes, right? Um, I think yeah. realistically in pro play, you don't see many 1v1 kills, right? Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's kind of like, if you do, it's because you messed up, right? It's it's not because, mm-hmm. like, you, you should never die in a 1v1 yeah. in hindsight, 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have a, a, a worse off like lane, you're losing your lane, whose job is it to help you? It's usually the jungler, right? To relieve yeah. pressure at the very least. So yeah. it, it is it is very tough to do. I mean, it, it's hard to know where, where to be at what time, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you obviously, at high level play, um, that that's something you already know. You, you already have a plan and you're talking through with your teammates, which has, you know, a lot of the communication value added yep. to it. Yeah, exactly. And another part of bringing that to the table is a support role. Do you want to talk about that one, Manny? Yeah, of course. So support roles, to start off, is uh, they help out with the aggression in bot lane. Uh, with that, mm-hmm. like, we, we really mean is that, depending on the pick, right, You you there's so many different support roles that we can have, right? We can have playmakers uh, slash engagers. We can have shielding supports. We can have uh, supports that mainly just peel, right? Um, poke supports. There, there's a whole array, right? So depending on what support you're going to do, you're going to play lanes differently. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a good saying uh, from from all the AD carries or from from people in the game is that supports that determine the lane, right? Um, AD carries need to start getting fed, need to start CSing to get to a point where they have a lot of items and they become the unkillable and, you know, destroyers of the entire game. Starting off, you have the supports that, you know, will support you in the lane, will help you get advantages, will help you disengage, will help you keep a healthy pace within the lane. I think Mm -hmm. that's their initial role early, right? Um, Yep. But... Once you have that, you have a heavy start having a heavier focus on the lane or on the entire map as well, or at least the bottom portion of the map early, right? Mm-hmm. And this is when you see uh, if you have playmaking supports, you usually rush Moby boots. That way you can roam mid and then immediately you go back bot, right? Yeah. And it's it's very interesting because depending on your, your pick, you can you can influence the whole map. And then you have that, and then once you complete a sightstone, or you have a couple control wards, you start helping your jungle, right? Keep mm-hmm. vision in the bottom side of the map. So you, you start having like this this vision battle with your with your enemy, with your you know, and yeah. determining that again kind of goes back to like it is very important right and so that's another very important thing for supports uh it does depend a lot on what is picked because they might be a playmaking support which means that they can't just like peel and be super tanky right like they can't be in the back foot but for the most part that like those are their main objectives right um yeah influence the bottom side of the map yep yeah, especially because yeah, they are gonna emphasize vision control. The good thing of the the way the meta works for supports is that they don't need gold income to get the things that they need to do done. So they are inherently tanky. So they don't need to buy that many tanky stuff to uh, get through the laning phase. They have utility, so they don't need tons of items when they can just put on shields and speed up their teammates and slow down enemies, like those kind of things. So that's why the support is what they are, and that's why they kind of just have, depending on what support you want to play, they have a lot of utility, they're tanky, they have engagement, but they're not 
usually the ones doing the most damage in the game. Of course, there are exceptions to everything that we say, but that's how the typical support role plays out, <laughs> and therefore they focus on like vision and controlling the map with the jungler. Off so Zyra. <laughs> yeah, minus our, yeah. I say that as a one trick Zyra main last season that did always had like second or first uh, place in damage given to champions. <laughs> so each cough, game, cough so, brand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even Malzahar support and stuff like that. But yeah. So yeah, with that synergy, we want to talk about why everyone in the preseason and why teams are focusing on picking their players with this whole jungle support synergy in mind. So. Let's talk about this. Why are supports and junglers considered in the synergy? What is so important about those two roles or what is so synergistic about those two, two roles to have uh, a huge p- impact in picking your players on your team? So I think the the main thing, right? I think the, the first thing that we should mention is that yeah, even though the supports do care a lot about what's happening in the lane, mm-hmm. right? They're very similar to junglers where they're not as mechanically intensive, which doesn't mean that the yeah. player doesn't have to be good mechanically, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more not of like saying the fact that they aren't mechanically good players. Exactly, it's more of like do they don't they don't have to do much, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's very few times like you don't even have to last hit, right? Yeah. Even with targons, like it's usually very favorable, and you don't even have to like truly last hit, right? And yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they will probably already know how to do that, but it's like they don't have to focus on laning, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have to focus on what their enemy is immediately doing. I mean, again, again, for supports, it's a little different, but at the same time, it's like, oh, they went to ward, so that means I can go to ward, right? Yeah, yeah. Or if my jungler is down here, like, so the jungler is going to be mainly just focusing with his camps, right, and kiting and stuff, but after that, like, he's going to be focusing on the map, uh, and we already discussed this. That's something that the supports do, especially in the bottom side of the map. So they both have a lot of macro, right? Macro knowledge um, for our fans that might not be super aware. That just means what's going on in the map, right? Which lane is being pushed in? Which lanes are winning? Which lanes, you know, have power spikes coming? Like stuff like that mm-hmm. comes comes through like a macro sense. And even putting some vision in, you know, your enemy jungle that way you know when they're gonna gank that's macro knowledge right yeah and what what ends up happening is for especially for supports over junglers but especially supports they climb the ranked ladders and they get to the top of the standings and become the best of the best mostly through macro play because they don't deal the most damage they don't they cannot do things really alone and carry the games like, you know, a fed assassin that kind of snowballs the game from the mid lane or top lane or something like that. Or an AD carry that just stays safe and makes sure that they do the most damage in the team fights and they win off of the mechanical play. Supports, like, yes, you can get good hooks and play have some flashy plays to get good engagements and wins. But for the most part, you don't have the damage. And if you make those good hooks, like if they're not at the right time or the right decisions or have thoughtfulness behind the decision to do those plays... Like nothing comes of that. So you really need to, they emphasize having a lot of good macro and understanding of the game because they're like, hey team, like let's stop fighting mid and let's split the map or let's go do this objective right now or let's go do this turret right now. And they actually win the game through more of like a chess, a chess match rather than like, uh, 
you know, like throwing three point shots, aggression. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's why you do see a lot of jungles and supports that are successful. They they win because they have that good understanding. And then when we're talking about the top one percent, then the the micro plays and the mechanics and getting those amazing hooks and stuff like that is really really important to separate the cream from the crop. Right, and I think also um, even Ole, right? Such a famous support this year with Immortals. Uh huh. He got ranked one, and people asked him like, "How did you get rank one? Just purely playing support?" And he was like, "Well." I made sure I got some early kills, right? So I could get my Moby boots and I could get <laughs> my my vision control like early. Yeah. And then I just roamed the entire map like game mm-hmm. and just pretty much got my all my lanes fed. And it's like, yeah, that's a solo queue mentality, but it does translate a lot. Professional. Right? Yeah. And, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's kind of like going that extra mile of like knowing when to go. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not because I've seen I've seen people I've seen even mid laners right do this where it's like yeah mid laners supposed to roam but they just roam when their wave is pushing like their wave is being pushed in so they're gonna lose experience anyway you know and it's like they don't have mana they don't like you can't just roam whenever because you you need to roam right it's so it's a good understanding of this having a good awareness of like hey mid laner doesn't have flash right yeah I have my full combo. On full mana, I have Moby boots. Perfect time to go, mm. right? Or their their jungler is is mid, and their bot lane just bagged. I don't have much gold, right? Like we already talked about this. With uh, you know, supports don't have much gold to like be able to say, "Hey, yeah, I, I'll back exactly what my." So that's when they can roam, right? That's when they can start doing stuff. So it it is a lot of awareness as well, right? Which mm-hmm. I think is super. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about these two roles where they're not, they don't have mechanically intensive laning phases or early games and they have less gold, they dealing probably not as much damage. They have other things to focus on and with their knowledge and stuff, they communicate well to each other. We talked earlier about having a lot of vision control because a jungler can roam around the whole map so he can place wards wherever he wants or he can sneak and take peeks into the enemy jungle. You have the support who can kind of builds a sight stone, which allows them to put three or four wards down, plus vision denial, all these kind of things, that they move together and they work together, at least successful teams, they work together so the support doesn't necessarily have to go into the enemy jungle all by themselves. They can go with a jungler or they both can go mid lane and gank for the mid laner so they can take that turret together. So because these two roles have more time to look at the map, they have less, their brain is working uh, less on certain things they can use it for strategy and then just their itemization builds and just like their role on a lot of teams these are the two roles that really want to communicate and figure out how to lead the team and what the best decision for the team is to win the game and then take all the information that their team tells them about each lane and then go ahead and basically make the conclusion that we're going to go mid lane in two minutes or we're going to push bot lane with four people teleport bot and dive you know stuff like that this is why that synergy is super super important between those because if you've ever tried a last hit and like talk as an 80 carry it's not easy it's really not easy right which which makes it so rare right uh-huh. and it's like that's why you have very few 80 carries that truly have like the shot calling call 
uh, or the shot calling yeah. role, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something else to know. I mean, most main shot callers are either junglers or supports, right? Um, yep. We see this a lot in so many teams. You know, we would see this in C9 with Smoothie. We've seen this with Mithy, uh, always being known as one of the best shot callers in the West uh, after Yellowstar left, you know? So yeah. I think it's it's important to, to note that, right? And it's like, they have, they just have like, more time to look at things right mm-hmm. um whether they they or might mental still, capacity huh? mental freedom or something you know exactly i'd say it, more so than mental capacity more like mental freedom to yeah. do that right and it's yeah, like yeah. They, they're not always thinking about like necessarily last hitting everything and it, it's 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 interesting for sure it definitely is interesting i'm like uh, way to way to view that, you know. And again, I think I think this is the best time to to go into examples of what has been good and what has been bad. Yeah, what um, examples do you have for us, Manny? So I think for for this year, we're gonna uh, and for these examples, I want to stay with the NALCS just to have like a good view of a region, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously, it's different in Korea than it will be in NA, right? And it's kind of a little bit harder to judge like a cross region. So we'll just stick with um, NA. I think that one of the greatest examples um, mm-hmm. that just did so well and it was talked a lot, uh, even by casters, right? Um, was the Xmithy and Ole synergy in, um, in the Immortals organization during the summer split. And it, it was, you know, it is hard to see like the communication exactly. Yeah. But you would always see Ole kind of like at the right place at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Going for these perfect timed roams, helping Poe Belter with his lanes. You know, like some people would say like Poe Belter's not the greatest mid laner, but like they were able to be a lot of like the best teams, right? They were able to be C9. They were able to uh, push uh, TSM to the edge, right? And I think that they did that a lot with like, this synergy, right? Having a lot of vision mm-hmm. control, playing, uh, you know, Alistar and like all the all these other champions, like when they were in the that meta to push, right? Go with Rakan, like go for hard engages mid. So it was, it was. I think uh, that's one of like the greatest examples of like, good. If you want to truly watch good uh, jungle support synergy, probably watch Smithy and Ole. I think that they might be gotcha. the prime example. Um, mm-hmm. let's go with like one that's a bit less, but it's still pretty good. I w- I'd say it's going to be smoothie and contracts for cloud nine, uh, contracts came in this year. He was a rookie, you know, and so there was a lot for him to learn. Right. But smoothie, smoothie had, too. <laughs> well, yeah, smoothie I mean, pretty sm- fresh. Yes. Yeah, is pretty fresh. He has had like, I think like an extra split or two. Uh-huh. Um, but he, he grew a lot with Reaper, uh, as, as the coach. Right. And, you know, they, this team had Medios before. Like, Medios, one of the old guard, like, junglers. So, I think Smoothie had a lot of practice with that. And uh-huh. with that said, I think he, he was a, a very big vocal point uh, within the team. And with Contracts, he was able to help him a lot, right? Uh, especially Contracts was one of those, like, very aggressive, risky junglers. Uh, granted, yeah, they switched to, like, the tanky meta. Uh, but you know, even when he'd play Kane, even when he play like Graves and stuff, like Smoothie was always there, like backing him up. You know, they would invade the jungle together. They would go uh, do 
few outlandish plays, helped Jensen in the mid lane. You know, Cloud9 always used to be known for the camping mid, you know, like, <laughs> oh no, you're camping Jensen? Well, we're going to camp you back, you know, <laughs> uh, type, type aspects. So I think that they, those two examples were probably some of the best in North America uh, throughout the split and even throughout uh, Worlds. Uh, yeah. Because both, both those teams did make it to Worlds, which entails there's one team missing, right, <laughs> that went to From Worlds. From the top of the, the <laughs> NALCS charts, right? Yeah. And um, sadly, I, I want to say that their jungle support synergy wasn't the best, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and that's that's TSM. Um, and this was even talked about by Reggie, right? Yeah. Uh, Reggie had an interview with Travis Gafford. And, you know, we, we, we always quote <laughs> other sources because it's true. It's difficult, I mean, to get all this information, right? But even even Reggie was saying that, like, Biofrost is a great person and Sven Skarin is a great person on their own, right? Great players, too. <laughs> yeah, great Great, great players, um, you know, very mechanically capable. I mean, that's why they were part of TSM, right? Like TSM known as one of the top organizations and like Sven Skarin was, was, and is still, I think he's still a really good player, but like, why did he falter? Right? Like, why was, why was there like miscommunication? It's like, they just didn't know how to communicate with each other. Right. There was yeah. a lot of disconnect and granted, yes, they beat, uh, um, they beat Cloud9. Yes, they beat Immortals. You know, that was the summer finals this year. But mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it was still, it was different because their lanes were so strong, right? Yeah. Uh, so you had Haunts, arguably one of the better, like, um, top laners. You have Bjergsen, arguably one of the best mid laners, you know? You have Double Lift, like, arguably one of the best. 80K. So it's <laughs> like, you, you you had, like, leading, leading lanes. So you didn't really see that much suffering in the national stage. Once yeah. you went to international, people were like, why is, you know, Svenskaren dying all the time? Like, what is, what is happening? What, what is Byrofrost doing? You know, Byrofrost had good games. He had an amazing, like, summer playoffs. So that is the kind of, like, the disconnect that hadn't been really exploited that we yeah. saw, it right? Takes, it, yeah, because the talent is just, they were, that's why everyone praises tsm and their talent uh in north america everyone says that they're really good they're just just straight up they're really good then on the international stage when you're playing the best of the best you suddenly see all those weaknesses being exploited and like reggie talks about this a lot that maybe if they kept just biofrost and changed the jungler that might have worked if they got kept or they they got rid of biofrost and just kept svenskaren that would have worked too but the problem was that they weren't being assertive in their communication they weren't making the calls and both of them needed someone else to do that. So they would have replaced just one, but because they replaced their whole bot lane that used up two import slots, they didn't. But right. now it, with Mithy, it had to be like different. Exactly. Yeah. And now with Mithy being like a really, really great shot caller and very vocal in the game, they're able to bring in an NA jungler, Mike Young, who has a ton of promise that TSM and Reggie believe that they can get up to the standards of TSM and world's caliber when it comes to his mechanics, he's really good. And now he just needs to get smarter at the game, which already they talk about how Mike Young thinks about the game differently and he really uses his brain and he's really smart at the game. 
So now you pair right. that with Mithy, who's a veteran that is known on the world stage to be very good. You pair those two together. That's a really, really deadly combo. And who knows, Mike Young might become the shot caller like on par with Mithy. And then having two of those guys being able to strategically talk to each other inside of game and outside of the game and then make the good decisions in game, like that is absolutely scary. But before exactly. Svenskar and Biofrost, according to Reggie, the way they communicated was pretty lackluster. And then you would have you would require other teammates to bring that up, right? And I know we've talked, you, we've heard this before with the jungle mid synergy and mid laners being very, very, especially on team solo mid, solo mid, mid lane being yeah. a very important part of the whole team and probably the most valuable member on the team. Uh, even though a mid laner can shot call, you still, someone like Reggie still believes that support and jungle synergy is actually the most important, important roles to be shot calling from and to be working together. For, for sure. And and I think that's not to say that shot calling is just a one-person, two-person thing, right? It's a whole Correct. team thing. It's like mm-hmm. you, you do separate into different aspects. Like maybe the TP plays is purely called by the top laner, right? Yep. It varies in teams. We, yeah. We're not going to go through this this whole thing now, right? But like Bjergsen was known to start being like the big shot caller, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Again, that was a lot of work on that. Yep. On, Someone that is already has like it's the center point, pun intended, of team <laughs> solo mid, right? Yeah. And it, it's kind of like a it's so much pressure, right? And then that's why you bring double lift, who's known for being a great shot caller in the ADC role, but it was it was just not working, right? Yeah. Um so that's why we're gonna have to say that this was not great, especially because we heard it from Reggie, granted, like it didn't give results, so we could assume that it wasn't up to par. It might have been decent, you know, but it wasn't amazing. Uh, it's, I mean, TSM is, how is all about getting it. to worlds yeah. and winning worlds. So, yeah, even so, though you win NA, that's not good enough. Exactly. I mean, at least getting out of groups, uh, I think, is is now the the new expectation. But again, <laughs> that's that's kind of like a the tough point. But I think to finish it off to 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 really showcase how important the communication is right we have to go with one of the worst performing teams in in aid this year uh which was team liquid and i don't want to discredit either of these two players i think it's a similar situation like svenskaren and biofrost right i think they're good players mm-hmm. but they just didn't have that synergy. They just didn't mesh together, right? And it has to be Rainover and Matt. Um, yeah. I mean, again, Rainover, everyone loves Rainover from the Hooney days, you know, like in Fnatic, and he was fantastic. And Matt, I think, is is a very solid, like, support, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. not, you're not going to consider him the best support in the world or stuff like that anytime soon. But I think he is very solid. He is very understanding, and he's very mature, and does a lot of the shot calling in Team Liquid, right? Yeah. But I think there this the whole like Team Liquid stump uh you know like slump mm-hmm. just show showed that this team was not prepared to to even push for a, a top four, you know, like appearance like they usually do. And it just they were there was always a disconnect, right? Rainover wasn't at his you know potential like and 
Matt couldn't really do much because he was with Piglet all the time, right? And like, it, it was very difficult to really showcase any at any point that wow, this could actually potentially be really good, right? Yeah. Even so, it went to the point where they ended up picking up Dardock again, right? Womp womp. But <laughs> Dardock and Matt had already shown two years ago that they didn't have good synergy, right? They made uh-huh. a documentary about how awful, you know, like the synergy <laughs> was within that team. So it just shows that like y- you could have even decent players, right? But it's mm-hmm. not going to, it's not going to be like the, the synergy you might even want to have like even a mid tier team, team yeah. right? Cause that, that's exactly what team liquid wasn't. They were, they're not even mid tier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they had great players. So I think that, that synergy, that communication, that shot calling is what really fell behind for that team. Yeah, I think like this is very, very evident from the episode that we talked about uh, last time, which was All-Stars. You put together an All-Star dream team of probably, well, it's most popular, but slash most likely the best players of the region. And you see some bad macro play because guess what? Uh, the support jungle synergy isn't there, or the synergy between all the team, uh, all the teammates and stuff. But the jungle support synergy is not there to make the right shot calls, to make the most efficient uh, decisions, and sh- make strategies on the spot. It's just, it's just missing. And it's interesting that you talk about Rain over and Matt because I think the sad thing about that duo is that Matt. I think, like you said, is a very smart guy and knows the game very well. But he also is someone that I've seen to kind of tilt and lose confidence as well and just become silent. And I think we hear that in the that break... Uh, what is it called? Breaking, breaking point. Breaking point, uh, where Matt just kind of stopped communicating because he was just like lost his voice in the team. Then you have someone like Rainover who was an absolute genius that people totally respected so highly saying that he was probably the number one jungler uh the season when he was with Huni on immortals someone that's just not showing up in the jungle at all anymore and that's again like i think what happened with immortals is that he had someone able to uh say and lead the team like speak and lead the team so rainover was just doing his own thing and playing the jungle jungle game and the jungle top synergy and I think Huni just asked Rainover to gank, and he would just do that. So Rainover was really intelligent, but he wasn't able to communicate with the whole team well. And it's weird because people would say like it's his English, but it's actually not. His English is pretty good now. So there's there is legitimately a communication barrier between the support and jungle or the the, the shot callers and the team, not because of English. It's because of right. synergy. Right. It, it's and it's different. Like again, let's say we were to grab ambition, right? Uh, someone that hasn't ever spoken English, right? Or like, is it hasn't even had like uh, tutors for like two years, right? Mm-hmm. And told them, oh yeah, play with Matt. Like, uh, okay, maybe we'll see even worse results, right? I think it's it's evident. It's like a slumping years, and that's why I think this is this year. Like my bold prediction. For this year, which we we might be able to do an episode on, just like bold predictions for the year. Um, but my <laughs> and then bold we can delete it once we're wrong about everything, right? Yeah, it was just it was just immediately delete. But I, think <laughs> I don't that, know what you're talking uh, about. We never said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? No, I did not say that Team Liquid would finish first. Oh God, <laughs> is that crazy? Sam, 
Sam, delete it now. <laughs> um, but I think that this might be Rainover's redemption. You know, we hope um, so. I think he is in a great organization with a really smart coach, and this is not to discredit Team Liquid. It just clearly didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that if he's gonna come back to his old self, CLG is the team that that's gonna push him to that because you you have a bit more right than, than you did i mean it's gonna be with biofrost so we're gonna see if even biofrost can communicate better right with um a high like potentially a higher caliber you know player so i think it's gonna be very interesting um to see that but i think it, it again it shows it's not even like language barrier sometimes uh-huh. it just don't click right yeah yep totally totally agree so now the last point we want to make before closing out this episode is, okay, we've been talking about how great jungle support synergy is. Um, is it really required? We've made a lot of good points, and now we kind of want to make counterpoints. Like, is jungle support synergy the most important thing? And why, so now, why is it not the most important thing? Or why might it not be the most important thing? Yeah, I think um, the Big thing is the meta shifts, right? Uh-huh. I mean, we saw it at Worlds. Like, it went from, oh, completely playmaking. Granted, like, there were teams, aka Misfits, that shattered Worlds meta. But when you're just a shielding support that has to babysit your ADC for 50 minutes, you're not going to be doing that, right? You're That's not what you're going to be looking for. Um, So mm-hmm. I think meta shifts might be a really, really big one. Of like yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I would say if you have like support junglers and support bot laners, right? And then right. you have like heavy engaged top lane and mid lane, then probably the top lane and mid lane for the most of the game are the ones that want to shot call and say go, right? The right. jungle and supports will get vision uh, when they can. But then again, vision early game might not be super important when bot lane's just like farming under turret and they don't want to push and stuff like that. So yeah, and you're playing with definitely an affect, Ivern, yeah, right. Like that doesn't want to like one d one. Yeah. Like so the meta definitely definitely affects like what role is wants to be the vocal the voice. So yeah, right. And with that in mind, like. Sure, maybe, maybe, maybe the jungler can always kind of like reliably be the main shot caller, right? Or like at least the early game shot caller, right? It depends on the team, obviously. Mm-hmm. But for example, with mid jungle uh, synergy, I think it's very interchangeable for for the most part, right? Like you can change the mid and the support. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on comps, but I think it's you know really. Like we, we even mentioned with TSM, right? I think with TSM, the more important thing was the jungle mid synergy more than the jungle support, right? Uh, so maybe it's it's not necessarily that important because if you have a good mid laner that knows how to shot call and has maybe a less impact of carrying the game, mm-hmm. maybe that's who you want to be, you know, your, your, your main point of focus to, to help with the jungling yeah right i think or, um yeah if we look at some examples i think skt is a good example of this as well um previously they have had very cerebral cerebral junglers that are really smart and probably did a lot of shot calling 
but definitely SKT supports like have been known for their like shot calling engagements and stuff like that. And then when you have someone like Faker, who's actually like a, a one of a kind genius when it comes to how this game is supposed to be played. I think Faker probably shot call, calls a ton with the information uh, in, in tandem with the support with a ton of information from the jungler and support. Right. And, I think even with within SKT, it might change, right? Because sometimes they're, they're known for having like the double jungle. And so with one jungler, it might be completely different, right? Which was, was kind of like what we saw with Peanut, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't work out as well because like Peanut wanted to be the aggressor and stuff. But he was like, oh, need bot. the help. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go bot, you know, I'll go mid. I'll. So I think it's very interesting as well, right? Um mm-hmm. And then there's there's times that you even have like that maybe mid jungle is better because you have a team like Longju Gaming, right? Where you focus more on the top half of the map. So like why is Gorilla gonna be necessarily working in tandem with like your jungler, right? If Prey and Gorilla are just gonna be being pushed under tower, taking all this beating, and hopefully Khan and you know everyone else can like take the lead. So I think it it depends, right? So it's yep. Very team dependent. It's very meta dependent, and sometimes it's just ability dependent, right? <laughs> sure. uh, I, I think, like, I mean, we mentioned double lift, right? Uh-huh. So maybe what if what if it's not Ole this time, but double lift making the the synergy with kind of like the jungler, right? Maybe it doesn't work as well, but maybe it's just he's going to be the main shot caller, but the jungler is going to help him, right? So they're going to focus more on the bot side of the map, right? Yep. So I think I think it's very so much that it hasn't always been like this, right? I think it's it's more recent topic as well. So yeah. yep. Cool. Anything else we want to talk about with that? I think we covered um, a lot of it. Yeah, I think I mean if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so with that, if you do want to contact us, the best way to do that is probably Twitter. You can tweet Manny at Manster415 or me, Sam, at JustCasual9. That is in the episode description if you want to reach out to us. We also have a new Twitter account for the podcast uh, at Podcast. (laughs) So check that out as well. We have very little followers. So if you want to figure out, get the little tidbits that we share of like small clips of the episode or just announcements that we have and want to communicate or give feedback, Twitter is probably the best place to do that. Uh, besides that, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast aggregator is. All you have to do is just find the Eye of the Watchers podcast on there. There's some links in the episode description as well. That way you can get... We don't have like a really set schedule when these guys release. We just kind of do them when we can. And sometimes we do... Yep, I think we're trying to do sure. a minimum of one a week with the goal of like two... That being said, yeah. we're working on like a big project right now to kind of recap all the NALCS teams. So we might just do one a week while we like ramp up to like release 10 in like one week or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Or like, or like five, five in one week, five yeah. in the next. I don't know. Well, the, the point so, is that uh, we, we love doing this. Mm-hmm. So you're definitely going to be getting content. So definitely reach out to us. I mean, if, if you have any suggestions, you know, if you have any concerns, Definitely let us know. I mean, we, we do want to work this uh, this podcast up from the ground, you know, 
I think it's it's really fun to do so. Yeah, cool. So with that, thanks for listening to this episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the information you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. I am Sam. And I am Manny. And we will see you guys next episode. Bye.